everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again, to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. Today is a Kelly O solo episode and I'm talking to you today specifically, well this is going to be two parts. One, I'm going to update you because so many of you have asked, you know, I just had my recent blood work done and had my consult with my doctor and wanted to update you on where I'm at and some of the changes that I'm making. Um, And to that point, because of, I don't know, this realization I had when I first, so I, I first got a copy of my blood work back prior to meeting with my doctor. I did a telemedicine visit with Dr. Sebring. And as I was reviewing my results, it struck me that I've kind of had the same results for over a year with low cortisol, um, low T3, you know, thyroid issues, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I started to do what, what's natural in our human nature, maybe unintentionally blame my doctor. And, um, Then as I got into a conversation with him and I thought about it afterwards and I was later that evening having a discussion with Steve, you know, I realized there's so many things that for the better part of the last year, I have just been very lax about. And so the other concept or point I want to discuss today is, you know, really how bad do you want it? Whether it comes to your hormonal balance or your fitness goals or those two things combined, which in my case, they're interwoven, overlapping. And really, I think the case is going to be that way for most of you ladies out there who listen to this show and follow me. Um, These things are, are definitely should be combined together. But for some of you, you might just be tuning in and listening because you're really concerned about your hormones and and maybe you're not as much of a fitness freak as, as me. Um, but either way that that's what I'm going to be talking about today are, you know, this whole concept that many of us think we want something really bad and we probably do. We probably want our hormones balanced really bad. We want to feel better. We want to hit our weight loss goal, but ultimately there's like 
a small piece of the pie, the big figurative pie in our lives that we're not, we're not doing and it's us. And you kind of have to have that. I always think of Cher in that movie Moonstruck when she was like, snap out of it to Nicolas Cage. We have to have that moment with ourselves where we're like, okay, you know what? This is on me. Like, I want this so bad, but I'm not, I'm not participating as much as I, as I think I am. And therefore the results that I have or don't have are because of me. And the good and bad thing about that, I mean, the bad thing is it can be frustrating when you realize, wow, I've been part of the problem. But the good thing about that is when you are part of the problem or you are the major part of the problem, guess who can fix that? You can. And you can fix it really fast. So let me update you the first part uh, of the show with what I, you know, basically what my blood work was. And I'm trying to get Dr. Sebring back on the show um, because we had a really good discussion. Um, And he is far better at explaining some of these things, obviously, than I am. You know, I, this had nothing to do with hormones, but I'd also been experiencing some um, just serious upper abdominal stomach pains lately. And I explained to him and I explained to him where they were physically on my body and just his ability to know. (laughs) And I know that this is just a doctor thing, but to know exactly where oh, well, this is what, you know, that's where your spleen is. And this is what's probably happening with this part of your large intestine. It's because of what you're eating. And then he's talking to me and he's like, have you been, you know, having your digestive enzymes with every meal? And and this was just another thing, you guys, part of what I'm going to talk about with my participation. Ever since I moved from Austin to San Antonio, I really, I, I don't know, it wasn't intentional, but I really let a lot of my good habits that had become so ingrained in me slide to the wayside. Specifically, a lot of them were related to daily habits, um, taking my supplements, um, my routines like getting up and having my Himalayan sea salt and lime juice with water, doing a shot of that every morning. Uh, My trainer in Austin had told me about that. Um, Having my greens in the morning, having my supplements, making sure I set out my supplements every morning. So I take the first group with breakfast or lunch, the second group with lunch or dinner. A lot of these things, I just fallen out of that that habit. And I hadn't put the things in place so that they became a habit again. And when he said that to me, when I was talking about, you know, these stomach pains I'd been having and needing to take Prilosec, I mean, I just, I hate the idea of having to take drugs or pills of any kind just for on an ongoing basis. So when he said that to me about the digestive enzymes, I suddenly was like, whoa, I have not, that used to be something I was religious about every meal. And I've, I've, ta- I've always carried little, um, you know, tiny little Tupperware containers with me in my purse. And I was always the one, you know, if I was having lunch with somebody going, would you like a digestive, digestive enzyme? And I hadn't been taking them. And here it was affecting my health because these things, here's the thing about supplements and vitamins. You guys know, I've talked about this before. It's very easy to get into this place of going, why am I taking all these pills? Why am I spending three or four hundred dollars a month on supplements? Um, and you know what is it doing for me? It's hard. It, sometimes it's it's difficult to think that it's doing anything. But trust me, what happens over time is when you've been taking these vitamins and supplements and they've been helping you, and then you you stop taking them. It, you know, it's just like when you go on a dose of antibiotics. 
it's going to take some time after you start taking the pills for it to start working. And after you stop taking the pills, it takes some time for that stuff to work its way out of your system. Same thing they'll tell you with uh, being on birth control pill. You know, if you go off the birth control pill today, it doesn't mean that you suddenly don't have all of those hormones rushing through your body. It takes some time for that to move its way out of your body. So it will take some time as well for your body to lose the benefits that you've been achieving by taking supplements. And so sometimes you don't notice it right away. You don't put two and two together. Oh, I haven't been taking my supplements and now I'm tired all the time. Oh, I haven't been taking my supplements and now I have stomach aches all the time. Um, I haven't taken been taking my supplements and now I'm backed up and I'm not regular and I'm not eliminating all the time, you know, every, like a regular person. That It's very easy to happen. Um, in many of our lives. So just keep that in mind as well. So first things first, what did my blood work show? I mean, really, Dr. Sebring got on my call. And the first thing he said, which is what I had noticed, he said, well, your cortisol is really low. And it's been really low for over a year, you guys, your cortisol is really low. And I honestly, and I'm paraphrasing, he said, I haven't seen a T3 level this low in years and years and years, probably ever. I'm like, he goes, we got to do something about that. And I'm like, okay. So, you know, and then he proceeded to explain that when your cortisol is this low, and I was trying to take notes, but you know, when, when your cortisol is, is really low and I was again, trying to take notes. So I'm sure that there were things he explained in between, but essentially your body can't make T3. And so you have low T3 and because you have low T3, you're going to have low cortisol. And it's just this like self-perpetuating cycle that can never end. And so, you know, usually the first question a lot of you guys will say uh, to me when I bring up low cortisol is I thought that high, it was just high cortisol that's a problem. And that is typically what people will hear. Now, I talked about this as well in my other recent um podcast where I talked about why women really need to achieve hormonal balance. And, you know, cortisol can be something that can be extremely elevated or extremely low. Um, what can happen, and I'm paraphrasing here, is if you have extremely high elevated cortisol, you're going through an extremely stressful time. Um, you're not eating, you're not sleeping. Um, maybe you're overtraining all of those things. You can elevate your cortisol to an effect that it's elevated so regularly and to such a high degree. And, you know, you're in that fight or flight mode all the time. That's what happened with me that you, it almost burns out and your body just is like, I'm done. And it stops producing cortisol in the way that it should. And then you end up with low cortisol, which ends up not in, um, it, you know, it's not what you think. People think, oh, high cortisol means you gain weight, you can't lose weight. So low cortisol must be good. It's not. Low cortisol is basically, and I'm, this is me paraphrasing. It's like adrenal fatigue. It's, it's being completely void of energy and, you know, I know that Sebring, my doctor has said to me several times, like, I don't even know how you're functioning. Like your cortisol is at a level in the afternoon that it should be when you're fast asleep. Um, and certainly there are times you guys have probably noticed when I'm talking about like, wow, I'm, I put my workout up off till, you know, five o'clock and I'm trying to have the energy to get a workout in. And that used to not be a problem for me at all. But when my cortisol is really low and my adrenals are just 
toast, it's, it's like a real challenge for me to even think about doing a workout. And I always have to, to weigh that option. Like, is the, if I do a workout now, am I going to do more damage than good? And that's frustrating. So, you know, what we talked about is this, this cycle, you know, when your cortisol is low, your blood sugar is going to fall, you're going to have carb cravings. You're, and you know, so again, it's all of these things are, are interconnected. Your blood sugar drops, you crave carbs, you eat carbs, you gain weight, you're tired, you're lethargic. It's, it's just this bad cycle. And then your adrenals are just, you know, shot and it has to be, it has to be addressed. So one of the things that he's going to do for me, and also before I share this with you, I'm choosing to be very transparent and share my personal experience with you. I'm fine doing that. Um, Please know if you are listening, this is not something, particularly with hormones. I mean, first of all, it's not like you guys can just go out and buy testosterone for yourself or um, compounded hormone cream. A doctor has to prescribe this for you. But please know, just because I'm saying this is what I take, it's not necessarily right for you. You have to have your doctor analyze your blood work and prescribe the right course of treatment for you. Dr. Sebring has been working with me for the, I think, almost two years now. He knows my age, my hormones, my history, you know, what's led up to, to this and, and also what my lifestyle's like, um, what my training is like, what my fitness is like, what I eat and what my goals are. So um, he knows it, it's funny. I came into this conversation saying to myself, I'm tired of always getting my blood work done. And even though I've come so far with balancing my hormones, I'm tired of knowing that my thyroid is still working against me. I'm tired of feeling like I still have this absolutely dead car metabolism. I'm tired of, you know, getting my blood work and going, oh, you know, I'm still extremely low cortisol. Like there has to be a point where I can make some of these things better. And so I went into this conversation saying, whatever it takes, it's time to take things up a notch because I'm doing that same thing in my fitness life. I'm hiring a trainer. I'm taking things really seriously. Like you can't half-ass things and expect, (laughs) you can't half-ass things and expect full-ass results. Okay. If you half-ass it, you're going to get half-ass results. If you go all in and are diligent and disciplined and proactive in what you want to achieve, that, that, then those are the types of results you can expect. But when you are honest with yourself and you realize you haven't been putting your focus and attention where things need need it, then you can't blame yourself for the results that you didn't get. You know, there's a saying, what's that saying? Don't, don't get mad at the results you didn't get with the effort that you didn't put out for better, for worse. That's pretty much what we're saying. So anyway, what we talked about doing, um, to address my issues is I have been taking, um, two NP thyroid pills every morning. He's going to, um, take me down to one of those pills and I'm going to be taking a time release T3. Now, a couple of people had written into me recently and asked, why am I not on Cytomel? So I asked him what that is. He said, what Cytomel is, is it's like essentially taking a big huge dump dose of T3 all at once. And so you go on this, if you take Cytomel, you're getting a big dump of T3, you're going to have all of this energy, and then it's going to crash. And he said, so a lot of people will take, 
you know, cytomel all day and to try to keep, it's almost like a sugar rush, but it's with hormones. And so what he wants to do because my T3 is so low is, um, take me down to, from two MP thyroids to one and then put me on a time release T3 so that it's slowly releasing T3 throughout the day. He is going to put me on hydrocortisone. Um, that is something I have been reluctant to go on because he has said in the past that, um, you could potentially gain weight. And so of course I'm like, no, I'm not going to go on it. But when I brought this up to him, he explained, and this is why I want to get him back on the show so he can explain it in more detail. Um, I said, look, I don't want to go on that. I can gain, you said I'd gain weight. And he said, no, I didn't say you would gain weight. I said, you could gain weight. Apparently what happens, something to do with, he, he said, when you go to on hydro, hydrocortisone, um, it's going to help your energy. And then it's not something you stay on long-term. I do know that he's put me on it before to correct low cortisol. I've gone on it for maybe one or two weeks and then it's okay. I can wean myself off of it and then I don't need to be on it. But it's almost like, I guess these are, this is my way of describing it. You're, when your cortisol is this low, you need a jump start. And, and that's what going on hydrocortisone can do. But he just said, you've got to really be diligent about your carbs. Um, because, and, and again, I'll have him on the show to explain why, um, you can potentially gain weight when you're on hydrocortisone, but, um, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it takes because what I'm not willing to do anymore is put this much time and effort and money into correcting my hormones and trying to get fit and being perpetually 85 to 90% of the way. And, and yet never being all the way there, all the way fit, all the way healthy, all the way full of my, my energy, the way I'm supposed to be. Um, so those are the primary things that we're fixing. And actually I'm looking at his notes. He always, after, after our calls, they send you, um, a printout of what they're changing. So, oh, he also said I need to, so this was more to my stomach pain. Um, he asked if I was taking, because the, the other subject that came up was the tie with your hormones to gut health. And, you know, considering I'd been having these upper abdominal pains, he was talking about, you know, my diet and he was asking about my headaches. And I told him about, you know, I hadn't had migraines since I'd seen the neurologist, but yet I am having a daily headache and that has, that has come back. So he asked about my diet. He asked about, you know, we discussed the results of my leap test, the Oxford technology. And I said, look, I'm still avoiding corn, which it says is my, you know, highest, most reactive food period. But I've let the other moderately reactive foods back in after a period of about three months. And I said, are you going to tell me that potentially one of these foods like mangoes or bananas or zucchini could be making me have a headache every day? And I said, you're the doctor. I'm not the, you know, I'm clearly not the expert, but I just have a hard time wrapping my brain around the fact that a a piece of zucchini or zucchini with my dinner is going to be what's contributing to me having a headache every day. And he said, you know, it really can just be a state of, you know, the fact that you're having a headache every day, you know, and, and it was, it was gone for a time period there's something to be said about your body being in a state of inflammation. He said, so your cortisol is really low. Your body is in a state of disrepair. You have a lot of inflammation. Um, he said it's worth, you know, he wasn't necessarily saying, I want you to cut out all of those secondary reactive foods, but he said, consider it. I'm on the fence about that. 
I'll, I'll let you guys know. He did say, you know, he asked about the supplements I was taking. And one of the things I realized I wasn't, he's like, I want you on four 1000 milligram fish oils a day. So I did, I'm taking a really good high quality. And I will say this to all of you. It's really important with fish oil to get a really, 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 really high quality fish oil. I think you should know that a, so that you're not burping fish oil all day, but B, um, so that you're getting the high quality essential fatty acids that you need and not the bad ones. You, you don't want the omega sixes. You want the omega threes, right? So he puts here, you know, he cut out foods that were listed in the leap study for a few days to see if your headaches get better. Um, he's going to, now this is for my stomach. He's going to put me on Cipro for seven days. Neither one of us liked that idea, but I, I, you guys, I've had some really bad upper abdominal pain. Um, she's going to put me on the time release T3. It's like, Lyothyronin time released. Um, take half the capsule first part of the day. And if you do well, take the whole capsule every morning thereafter with your NP thyroid. Um, cortisol, he's going to have me take um, every morning 13 hours before bedtime. And then we're going to do my labs again in six weeks. So that's where we're at. And, you know, the rest of my hormone stuff looks pretty, um, pretty normal, but you know, here's the deal guys. What's wrong with my hormones is wrong enough that it really needs to be looked at. And the truth is, like I said before, and this is where I want to get into what I said at the beginning of the show, the concept of how bad do you want it? Um, it really, it's really become clear to me in the past two or three weeks. Um, that I think it's very easy for a lot of us to want something really bad, to want to have our hormones balanced, to want to look good and feel good, to want to reach our goal weight. And we're doing, you know, maybe it's 75%, maybe it's one, two thirds, maybe it's 80%, whatever. We're doing a lot of the work. And so when we're doing a lot of the work, um, eating healthy, working out, going to bed um, at an appropriate time, not maybe not having alcohol every single night, leaving that, you know, some, some people love to have wine every night. So they cut that out and they leave it for the weekends. They're doing all the right things, but they're, you know, kind of in this perpetual state of I'm never able to lose that last 10 pounds or 15 pounds or 20 pounds or 40 pounds. Um, I'm just, you know, I, I talk to so many women with hormone issues. They know they have hormone issues. Every time I do a poll on Instagram or on my blog, 75 to 85% of people will say something to the effect of, I suspect I have hormone imbalance. I don't know where to start. I haven't seen a doctor. I'm not getting blood work. And then my question is always, what do you like? How long are you going to let yourself stay in this state? And whenever I have a live conversation with a woman, she'll go, I know, I know, I know I need to do it. I know I need to do it. Um, and I was in the same place, you guys. I will link up to the, the last solo show I recorded on hormones. When Whitney Jones, my friend, pushed me to get my blood work done and go see Dr. Riska out in Phoenix. She had to stalk me and push me and remind me for probably the better part of six to seven months. I was reluctant. I was hesitant. I was doubtful. But truthfully, if I'm honest with you all and honest with myself, I, I really believe that the reason that I didn't make the effort is I thought, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to spend $300 for this blood work and $150 for my consult. 
and I'm going to get on the phone and he's going to say, there's nothing wrong with you. And then I'm going to feel like a dumbass. I'm going to feel like something is just messed up with me or I don't have what it takes to lose weight and I'm stuck. Like it's, it's kind of like, you know, back in the day when this is maybe a poor example, but it's, it's kind of, it's what I think of when people, we can be in denial and fear of facing things. Um, you know, when, when AIDS first became this widespread thing so many decades ago and people that were at high risk, if they were sexually active, you know, they would say, go get an AIDS test. And nobody wanted to get an AIDS test because nobody wanted to know. They, they would rather like guess and, and I don't know, you know, so it's that whole concept of, I don't want to get the blood work done. I don't want to know. And most people would say, wouldn't you want to know? But yet then it comes down to it. I've seen people do the same thing with COVID. Um, So very, very common if many of you are out there and, you know, I just had another friend who got her, uh, finally just got her blood work done and went to see her doctor. And she was shocked at how much was significantly wrong. And I just was having this conversation with her last week. And I said, you should be excited that you found out there's this much wrong with you because now you know what to fix. What if you went there and there was nothing wrong? And you're experiencing all the things you're experiencing. You you can't fall asleep. You can't lose weight. You don't like your body. Your whole composition has changed. Your skin has changed. Everything's changed. You know, what if you went and he's like, you're perfectly healthy. It's a great thing to find out there's a problem. But back to how bad you want it. Here's the thing, you guys. I, like I told you, I got my blood work back and I was automatically starting to unconsciously blame my doctor and go, this is bullshit. I can't believe it. You know, my cortisol's still low, blah, 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 blah. And yet here's the deal for, and, and I'm saying this with understanding and compassionate compassion for myself, because the last year, you guys know, I've been through a lot, a hellstorm of health issues with chronic headaches and migraines for seven months. That was really, really intense. And the the fact that I couldn't work and work out for a, the better part of that time, that was crazy. I was just, I felt like I was Alice in Wonderland most days. I would wake up and I was like, is this a bad dream? Like what is going on here? So I give myself compassion, but also I have to be real and go, here's the deal. Just like I said at the beginning of the show, when I moved from Austin to San Antonio, a lot of my good daily habits that I was religious about, even Steve said it. He's like, you used to be really good about taking your supplements every day. I I had this habit. I would go out to my kitchen. I would start making my coffee. I would open up. I can visualize exactly where the cabinet is that I took all my supplements. I would get all those bottles out. I would put them in two little ramekins, one for the first dose, one for the second dose. And, and, And I did. I took Instagram pictures of it every day. And I would say, just do it. I would, it was my accountability thing. I come down here and probably for the first six, seven months, I wasn't taking supplements at all. And you just, it's just like when you stop working out, it's so hard to get back into it. When you stop a a good habit, it's very easy. Like there would be times that I go, Oh my God, I'm not taking my supplements. I've got to get back into it. And then I'd say to myself, well, I'll do it next week. It's like flossing, right? You stop flossing and you're like, oh, I should get back into flossing. And then you go, I hate flossing. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll start on Monday. It's just human nature, you guys. But here's the deal. At some point, and I'm not saying that your answer has to be what mine is, because for some of you, you might not. It 
some of these things might not be as important to you. For me, my desire to be at my optimal weight, to lose what I believe is 15 to 20 pounds, um, to see my muscles come back, um, to, to develop more strength, to, to reach my fitness goals, to have the energy that I used to have. I mean, I've realized that when my hormones are really, really spot on, when I don't have this cortisol issue, I just get out of bed naturally at five in the morning. I don't get out of bed naturally at five in the morning. I have to be like, I wake up with Steve's alarm, but I used to just naturally wake up and be very awake. It's not that I'm dragging when I wake up, but I'm not just bounding out of bed naturally like I used to. Um, I want that back. And here's the deal. When you want something bad enough, you're willing to to go, okay, this is going to be more effort, more discipline, more focus. And if so, am I willing to do that? Am I willing to like put the pedal to the metal and maybe take an extra 15 minutes to 30 minutes a day to set out my supplements, make sure I do my Himalayan sea salt and lime juice and water every morning to track all my foods, put it in here, make sure I've got my macros on point to really watch what I'm eating. Is it worth it? Just ask yourself that because here's what bothers me about myself and a lot of you because I've had these conversations with a lot of you. I'm just going to challenge you. Don't continually bitch about stuff you're not willing to to make the changes to change. Let me say that again. Don't continually bitch and whine and moan about stuff in your life, your hormones, your weight, your sex life, whatever. If you're not willing to do to take it a, a level up and do the work to get it. If you don't want to do the work and you say, you know what? If it means that for me to lose this last 10 pounds, I have to go without wine um, during the week. Like I had a friend that said that. She goes, Kelly, I've got stepkids. I've got these kids. um, I've got a really busy job and I need to have my wine every night. And so if it means that I'm going to be five pounds away from my goal weight forever, but I can have wine every night and chocolate, I'm cool with that. So for her, she's cool with that. If you are 10 or 15 pounds or 10 pounds overweight and that 10 pounds affects you every single day because when you go to get dressed, it upsets you and it it puts you in an emotional state where you are not happy, then maybe you need to think about if, if it's wine, if it's cookies, if it's fast food, then maybe you say, okay, you know what? I can't, I, I don't want to have this emotional situation in my life. I really want to feel good about myself. This is really bothering me. And it bothers me more than the enjoyment I get from having chocolate and wine every single night. So I'm willing to make the trade-off for a certain amount of time to reach my goal. And then I can you know, move into maintenance mode. You've got to make that choice. If you find yourself bitching and moaning and complaining about something in your life, and yet you're like a lot of you who answer my polls, who write into me, who ask me for advice, and I've been talking to you for two or three years and you've never gotten blood work done. You've never looked up an integrative medicine doctor. You've never gone to see somebody. You've never um, hired a trainer. You bitch and moan about losing weight, but you aren't doing anything different with your diet. You're not consulting somebody. You're not going to put your money where your mouth is and say, I need help. I need somebody else to guide me. I'm tired of winging it. Then don't bitch anymore. And, And I realized that there were things in my life that... I wasn't going full force on. That's why I decided to hire a trainer so that I can have somebody tell me exactly. I'm not winging it with my diet anymore. I'm not winging it with overtraining or 
I certainly don't think undertraining has ever been my problem, but I'm doing it. I'm tracking my food every day. I gave myself a, a 60 day challenge. I'm being accountable to Steve. I'm starting to weigh myself every day. A lot of you might say, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to weigh myself every day. I don't want to record my food. You don't have to. I'm not saying that this is right for everybody. But I'll tell you what, I'm not going to be that person that constantly bitches because I'm not at my best bikini body. And yet I want to be, and I want to be able to go on any trip that Steve and I want to go on. And I don't want to be that woman who's like, oh, I'm not going to go to the pool. Uh-uh. No, I'm done. And so I'm willing to, to put the extra amount of work in to make that happen. And that's what I want all of you to come to the realization. Um, when I had my meeting with Sebring, just to tie this all together, I was going into that meeting kind of unconsciously blaming him. And yet then the more I talked to Steve, I realized like, hey, I have not been at 100% here. So I can't blame somebody else for my lack of results when I have not been 100% doing everything I need to do. And so if you're not at 100%, if you haven't moved things up a notch, if you know that your hormones are jacked and you have yet to go get blood work and find an integrative medicine doctor, this is your wake up call. Go make an appointment because you know what? Look back at how long you've been talking about this. And if you've been trying to diet and lose weight and you haven't gotten there and it's been a year, two years, I mean, sometimes it'll startle you when you look back and go, wow, a year ago at this time. I was still trying to look a year ago. Oh, wow. A year and a half ago. Like if, if that's been going on for you, when do, do you think you're just going to wake up one day and, and lightning is going to strike and all of a sudden your body's going to be different and, and the weight is going to fall off? Something has to change. And who's the one that's going to change it? It's only going to be you. So this is your opportunity. This is your wake up call. Hopefully this show is helpful to you. I hope you guys have a really good rest of the day. Feel free to head on over to the Use the contact me form and write into me with whatever hormone, cortisol, thyroid, whatever related questions you have. So I can make sure that some of the guests, um, some of the doctors and integrative medicine specialists that I'm going to have on the show, we're going to have Dr. Shanta Sound back on the show, Dr. Anna Kabaka, um, Dr. Sebring, um, other specialists, they're going to be on the show. Whatever questions you have, let me know. And then certainly start looking up an integrative medicine doctor in your area. Don't go to your primary care doc. Don't go to your OBGYN. That's not the answer. But feel free to also, you know, just ask me how to get started. I'm happy to help point you in the right direction. Um, if this show is helpful, share it with some of your friends who need to hear this about hormones or about taking things up a notch. And yes, if you haven't left us a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice, please do so. I'd appreciate it. I will see you guys next time on The Kelly O Show.